Everybody Don't unmute yourself. Do. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real I dad. I just did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boys? Casey, I just and seen girls. the message. I just I seen the message. <laughs> All right, what's going on, good people? Big uh, discussion coming at you right here on the Instant Class Discussion Podcast, the only podcast that is always, and I mean always, an instant classic. Um, always, always, sometimes, and all the time. Yes, you know, yes, yes. You know, um. So, but, like, 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make it. Oh, that, that, that's, that's, that's too much. That's too much. Maybe, maybe like 40. Like 40. <laughs> oh, 40. 40. Um, oh, 40. 40. 40. Beautiful, beautiful. But uh, we're going to talk about the, um, we're going to talk about the releases. We're going to talk about our thoughts on kind of Jim Cornette's whole uh, response to WrestleMania 37 main event and all that good jazz. And yeah, I, Casey, did you get a chance to watch that? Uh, I think I heard through Adam pretty much the gist of it. Um, I, the, I don't know what the fuck he's doing right now. Wait, no, I heard it. I heard. <laughs> and then we may mention because uh, we we've kind of just been discussing it in a way. The uh, what is it? The um, little docu series they're doing with uh, on A and E. We, we may talk a little bit about that just for just for kicks and giggles if it comes up. It probably won't be like a a big thing or anything, but just something we we'll we'll mention if uh if it does come up. But nonetheless, um, first off. If we do a weekly show at any point in time, this is what it'll look like. We'll talk about a bunch of different topics at the same time, just for kicks and giggles. It may not ever happen, but if it does, bing bang boom, this is what you this is what you this is what you're gonna be looking at. Um, but anyway. It's it's happened like seven times. What's up, everybody? What's, what's, what's going on with well, all here? Y'all? Maybe this will help us get more viewers. Okay. Hi everybody! So uh, oh, you could, I am you now turn cases off. I, 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 that's what I was hoping. I, I was hoping that, that you were just gonna turn cases off, and that was no, gonna, no, all the first world problems. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's start with the uh, releases. I, I suppose. Uh, by the way, if you're just joining us for the first time, you're like, who the heck are these people? DJ here, Adams down there, Justin is hidden, and Casey is over there in the uh, bottom right corner. But nonetheless, 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 um. We got a comment already. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, 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 oh. Justin, can oh, you pull that up? Oh, you pull up already? Oh, my boy. I'm not oh. off work for another 20 minutes. I can't watch until I'm at post. Well, well, I guarantee that we will be, we still will be on. <laughs> we will. <laughs> um, But uh, getting to the releases, because I don't, I can't for the life of me remember all of them. I have a list of them. Hold up, let me find it's not and really compared to last year in times past it's to be perfect it's really not that much but there's just i think there's more noticeable names that right. you're where you either cool. were like ah, okay but maybe two in particular that was like well you know. i think i heard that 
there, there's supposed to be more too. Yeah, yeah. I heard there's supposed that? to be some coming from like NXT or some of like that. Yeah. Um, the main one I, I think for for all of us, well, Mickey James was a little bit one too, but I think the main one that that caught us all a little bit by surprise uh, was Samoa Joe. I'll read the list off real quick so so you guys know in case you in case we are your uh, one stop shop for. Uh, wrestling news uh which if, if we are then you, you are in a little bit late just saying but anyway um <laughs> Mel- Meltzer, alvarez Bate oh, keller i clint from hershey and i have my own personal website <laughs> um so we got wesley blake Kalisto, mojo raleigh tucker billy k if i miss any let me know chelsea green oh dallas um peyton royce of course, Samoa Joe and Mickey James. Um, and I, I, I don't, because this, the article that I'm reading the list off of, I don't know if this is the last article or if there has been an update to it or not. So I'm not too sure. I think that was the majority of them that, that that's, I remember. That's it. They um, did not announced anybody else. Right. So, I mean, like I said, Samoa Joe was the most surprising one. And I think even Casey had brought this up uh, in the chat. We, we talked, talked about it in the chat. Casey had kind of brought it up and he was like, you know, they took Samoa off commentary, making us think that they were going to, you know, put him back into the ring. And then, boom, he's released like the next day. And it's like, what? Why? Uh, which, when we talked about it, Samoa is another one of those guys that was just kind of, in a way, wasted time, wasted talent. But I don't know. Like, sometimes, and I, Casey, I'm sure, feels completely different about this. But, and maybe all of you do, but I, especially Casey, because I already heard his opinion on it. But, like for some of these guys, I think it's good to go to WWE and waste time a little bit. And I know that sounds weird. It sounds weird, but a lot of these guys, like that's the that that's a big paycheck that they're gonna get that they weren't gonna get otherwise. And I think that's good to jumpstart them for whatever their next step in their career is, wherever that may be. Whether it's whether Samoa goes back to Impact, where he goes, where they, he goes to AEW, if he wants, because like now I think if he wants to go to the Indies, he can go to the Indies and be comfortable. Chelsea Green, Chelsea Impact, Green. Chelsea Green. He's definitely going to Impact, by the way. Yeah, go with Matt Cardona. Yeah, but um, I mean, what what are you guys' initial thoughts? Like I said, Samoa Joe surprised me. Uh, I don't know why. Like he should have been world champion already. I know injuries hurt him and all that, but. I mean, there's far more other people that you'll keep and are not reliable or not healthy, but then Samoa Joe, one of the best workers you got. Well, uh, so, nope. Hi. Uh, Casey looks like he had something to say, so I want to go to him first. I mean, first of all, just in general, because I've seen everybody talking about this. You know, from people on TikTok to YouTube to, you know, you name it. People have been talking about it. And I think, you know, it... it, What? I said podcast TikTok coming soon. Yeah, podcast TikTok coming soon. Uh, Um, uh, But, but, you know, and it sucks. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time... This happens every year, and mm-hmm. people act surprised like they didn't see it coming every year. Yes, we don't know who's going to get released, but we know there's going to be a mass release because WWE does it every year. 
don't necessarily need to because I, I think I was reading, you know, they've been getting record, uh, you know, mo- you know, money coming in. So like they can afford to keep these people. It's just, they don't, they don't want to spend the money. Um, and as for, you know, Joe, you have to, you know, keep in mind that obviously in NXT, you know, Triple H runs the show there pretty much. And he, he knows these, like he understands these guys. He's probably seen some of their work in the indies or listens to people who have seen their work in the indies and takes their word for it. As soon as they get to the main roster, that's Vince and, you know, all of his, you know, cronies and, and shit. And they, they don't pay attention to NXT. They don't pay attention to the indies. So you could have one of the best workers in the world. If Vince doesn't understand the gimmick or doesn't, you know, doesn't feel it, it's not going to happen. You know, um, so so unfortunately, with a lot of these, that's I think that's the issue is Vince just doesn't get it or they don't have anything for them, right. which is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. I wanted to, I wanted to say, too, and uh, who was it? Adam, I think, before Casey came in and made a good point about that. Uh, but I want I wanted to say it's funny. We were watching the documentary with Stone Cold on A&E, the biography. And some of the names that have been sent him for potential names <laughs> makes me really feel like, yeah, Vince, is kind of, Vince was kind of dumb even back then. <laughs> like, I love him, of course, but like some of these names were like, Chili McFreeze says, I just whipped your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was because uh, Adam had said something about, um, what was your point about Vince Russo that you were making before we went well, what I was What I was saying was that but I, Vince Russo, again, this is going to be the Stu Griffin compliment sandwich. Vince Russo did what he was very good at was tapping into somebody on the roster and giving them something, giving them something in, that was worthy of being on TV, something for you to pay attention to. Every mm-hmm. everybody at each segment, it, it was an angle. It was somebody. Like, oh yeah, last week this, or the week before that. That there was, there was a little bit of a build where you could get behind somebody that would not be a main event type of name, but it was something that you were probably that you were gonna get interested in, or saying like I, I like this guy, but a hey, not for me. But you were at least paying attention and talking to somebody. The problem with that was, is that. You, it was still at that time. Austin and McMahon was the hottest thing, so everybody was tuning in for that. Especially if it was coming back to the top of the hour at nine o'clock when it was two hours. But then you had to hot shot everybody because he was trying to do blow off angles that wasn't leading to a pay per view. Because his his was all angle, and the matches didn't mean shit. Again, you have to you have to marry the two segments. The story is what is going to drive it. The wrestling is the byproduct, but you can't toss the wrestling on your TV show. It's still a wrestling program. I'm not saying you have to have 30 minute Iron Man matches each each Monday or Friday, Wednesday, whatever day of the week, but you have to still put emphasis on it. You still need that product people that want to see actual wrestling 
So, I mean, Vince was good at finding something for somebody each week, but he didn't have any long-term planning. Right. Um, Casey, did you have, were you finished with your point, or did you have something else you wanted to kind of bring up? I don't know. You interrupted me, you jerk. Hi, babe. Uh, Justin, did you have, a, did you have a, anything more to, sure. wanted to, wanted to say? I mean, I'm I'm not surprised, you know, that they, you know, release some some people on it. But there's some people like I, I'm pretty sure, you know, we were all surprised about the Joe release because, you know, we all thought that he was going to be coming off, you know, you know, when they took him off commentary, go like, hey, he's finally getting back into the ring and stuff. But apparently, you know, the doctors, you know, they didn't want to clear him, or the WWE doctors didn't want to clear him or something. I mean, I'm surprised about the, you know, whole Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I'm surprised about that one and Mickey James. But there's other things on here like Tucker. I got like, I mean, they had a little thing going, you know, with when he broke up, you know, with Otis and stuff. But they did that for like one week and then that's all they, they never, did. Like, they never finished the story. They never finished it. Tucker yeah. Turned and then that was poof, it. Done. And then Kalisto, I mean, I mean not, I'm not really surprised about him. Bo Dallas, I mean, I mean, he he hasn't been relevant for uh, how many for many years here since the B team, right? I think. I've been, yeah, <laughs> I think so. They haven't done anything with him since the B team, and I think he has hinted that he is not wrestling anymore. And of all those releases, I think he was the only one that requested to be released. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. yeah. now. You know, like, they do this every single year, like Casey said, you know. It's like a big spring cleaning. But, like, I don't understand why they, they why they hired these guys if they're not going to do anything with them. Because like, they're basically this hoarding talent at this point. They're, they're hoarding talent at this point. They're like, oh, yeah, you know what, let's just take them before this other company gets them. Like, what's the, what's the point of that? Uh, I, I just don't understand it. But, you know, I wonder if what... Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, they... One part of it is they don't want other companies to have these people. They want to kind of hoard them. Also, they know a lot of these guys, their dream is to work for WWE. So they're going to take the contract anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- whether, you know, they use them well or not, they're going to be able to say, hey, I work for WWE or I was a WWE superstar. There is one person that uh, I give credit to who didn't take they take the bait, uh, so to speak, which is Ace Austin. Um, I had a, I was at a uh, seminar with him, and he was talking about it. How he had a tryout with WWE, Impact, and AEW, and you know he did everything perfectly. They loved him, and WWE was going to give him. They well, all three basically gave him an offer. WWE was going to give him an offer. He chose not to go to WWE because he didn't think he was ready. He wanted to take more time and work in other promotions. I give him credit for that because, like I said, a lot of guys would just take that opportunity. Oh, oh shit, WWE is giving me, giving me a chance? Oh, I'm going to jump on that. Oh, well, not only the opportunity, but the money. Right? Yeah. Because like, mm-hmm. like, some people... In my opinion, I think we take it for the money and get frustrated because they're not being used, but you're still getting the money. But then so, you, you got to think about it because if you're good enough, that offer is still going to be there. 
Right. That's exactly what he said. He knows the offer is still going to be there in the future, and mm-hmm. he'll be even better then. You know, and hopefully WWE will be in a better place at, at the point when he comes in instead yeah. of now where, you know, NXT is great at times, but then the main roster is in shambles at, you know, at, at certain periods of time, uh, especially when it comes to guys of his stature and his size. Um, as good as he works, of course he, he works. Uh, I, I I love Ace Austin. I think I, he's one of my favorites right now. Yeah, see that's why it's you know kind of hard, like because I know they do like every single year when they release some people. That's why it's so hard for me to invest my time with like the you know main roster and stuff. Like I love NXT and all that, but it's so hard for me to invest my time with like the main roster. Like watch every single Monday Night Raw. I mean SmackDowns, you know I can stand to watch SmackDown and stuff, but like. If you know, because if like you said, Casey, you know, if Vince doesn't like him, or like if they don't, if he doesn't get their character, doesn't get their gimmick, you know, they're not going to be used correctly. And it, I mean, it's a shame, you know, because a lot of these guys are talented, you know, that we see down in NXT. You go like, oh yeah, they're going to be successful on the main roster, but it, it just doesn't work out that way. Well, I mean, and two, you see guys who go up to the main roster, have a decent little little run, like even with Finn. His run was pretty decent. I think the fans liked him. They liked the demon thing. They liked the thing. I, I think they liked the thing he did with Bray. I'm trying to remember back then. Um, but then, yeah. But at the same time, he gets brought down for being, what, too Irish or whatever it was. Um, whatever they said, said. Whatever Vince said. And goes back down to NXT and elevates NXT. And it's like, he's obviously good, right? He's obviously really good. Mm-hmm. And of course, like same thing with uh, who was it that they said that Ben said was too, oh, too swift Cesaro. Well, that's Terry. What do you expect? Yeah. You signed him from <laughs> when you signed him, you knew where he was from, you know, you knew his background. Like, I mean, did he look at did he look at Apollo and say, You're not Nigerian enough, pal? We're just gonna go full bledged with a gimmick. <laughs> it, just. This is weird, like, uh, but just no, but just the bare minimum of that. Does he have control over that? I am from Switzerland. I cannot, cannot help that kind, sir. And it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because the people who are naturally Swiss or Irish or Scottish or whatever, they want them to be less. Scottish or Irish or Swedish or what have Japanese, whatever. And then people like Kofi Kingston and Apollo out of nowhere, they're like, you know what? Can you be Jamaican? Can you be Nigerian? But I tell you what, that some bitch got that Jamaican accent over and then completely hey. forgot to do said accent and Triple H called him on it on national on national TV, which was a great <laughs> A great mistake, whatever, because even Kofi was like, yeah, man. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, but I wonder if, you know, this year there'll be, because you know, I remember last year what they did, you know, with, when they released Drake Maverick, you know, they had, had his whole video come out and stuff. And, you know, he was still, you know, during that, that Cruiserweight tournament or something. I wonder if there'll be a wrestler, you know, kind of like this year that they kind of like, you know, that they release, but they like kind of like bring them back. I think 
I, I don't I don't really see any names that they would do that with there, but you guys think that would happen? Yes, with Mojo Raleigh to get his hype back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. In yeah. in the words in the words of Austin Powers, WWE lost their mojo. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and like I was saying, I, I'm sure most, you know, if not all of these, uh, well, except for uh, obviously, I think you said Bo kind of just stopped, you know, has said he's not wrestling anymore. But the ones that are wrestling, Florida, ah, but the guy, the ones that are wrestling, I'm sure at some point they're going to be in WWE because in some cases, going back to the Indies is the best thing you can do. Uh, look at guys like Drew, um, you know, look at guys like EC3, and then he, they dropped the ball with him. Anyway, that was a bad example. Uh, <laughs> but some guys, it, that's what they need. They need to go back to the indies and, you know, do their own thing in a way, you know, be their own, you know, person. Uh, and then WWE sees, hey, hey, we want that shiny toy back. <laughs> my My thing is, too, I love the idea of we don't have anything for you. Yeah, that's okay, like that. That's yeah. what you do. That's why you're a writer. Maybe hire that's better why writers. You're a team of writers, supposedly, right? There's supposed yeah. to be this team so we can find ideas and bounce them off of each other. I would you know, think. instead of instead of having so much writers, they should cut down writers. That that's that should be what getting cut. No, but no, exactly. But here's here's the problem again, and this is where I'm going to start my my little dissertation because they've had they've had this formula now for a very 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 long time, where it's a com a committee of Hollywood writers, not bookers, Hollywood writers. Because once once again, now I think I mentioned it to you guys when this started, all started, Vince does not have to sell pay-per-views. All he has to do is sell the brand. Come look at our come look at our shiny toys here at our theme park, etc. It's not you're going to want to see this pay-per-view coming up. It's not that. Again, he he doesn't have to sweat it out cuz he doesn't have any pressure. So all of this is just filler. He has his one, maybe two guys that can kind of carry the load. He doesn't have a whatever you guys want to say out there. He doesn't have a Cena. He doesn't have Brock. He doesn't have. He doesn't a Rock. have he doesn't a Brock. He does have a Stone Cold. Yeah. None of that, and that's that's the problem. Like when if if you were actually, even if it is a television product, you still need those five or six core guys that you can work around. Who's my main event? Who's my semi-main? And who's going to really bolster the, my mid card? You know, like who's going to be that that start of elevating? But in terms of we don't have anything for you. And again, this is the other thing too, guys. That's not Vince. That is the writers that can't formulate anything. But that's why Vince did not need to get rid of an Arn Anderson. Did not need to get rid of a Dean Malenko. You need those guys that have actual wrestling minds. Which is why I love the days where it was Bruce. Pat, Cornet, Russo. That's it. That's the list. Because Vince is good 
He doesn't come up with the ideas. He knows how to just make that one small tweak. I mean, Justin, you and I were talking about the Jericho podcast. He was talking about he took those the the mug and the, the cups. Yeah, he, says, and he moved it. Goes like, oh, here's here's this thing we're building, Vince. What do you think? I like that. But what about just this? Moves a little bit, but that's all it takes. Boom. It's Occ- so much Occam's better, razor. Yeah. Occam's razor. Simplest explanation tends to be the right one. But they're they're writing dialogue for people that don't actually talk that way. It's it's so robotic, but you do have those few guys out there. A Drew McIntyre, um, Adam Cole, Roman Reigns. It's Roman now. Roman, yeah, now, Roman now. Where yeah. it it doesn't feel like it's. I'm Maybe not a shoved. bad guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm or it doesn't feel like he's shoved down our throats. Well, not even just that. It, it feels like it's still coming naturally. People yeah. say that The Rock is a great promo, and he is. Every single one of his promos was scripted by Brian Words, but he made it his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, DJ, you know, in, in, in all of this, your, your, your job is to not not build not build the house per se where where can we start in the foundation what can we do and that and back in the day my god they used to do little just little nuanced things like at the rumble or on a raw where they would kind of have guys cross pollinate and see if they'd get a reaction Ooh, there's your starting point if you do that and there's no reaction, you don't do it. Don't force the issue. Tap, and, you know, tap into something you can that you can possibly build on and go from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now, you know, during the pandemic, it's, you know, kind of hard, you know, kind of go like, okay, you know, since there's no fans that are live and stuff, you know, it's kind of hard going, like, okay, so what, how the fans respond to this even, I mean, you know, we are responding to this, you know, on Twitter and, you know, on different social media platforms, but, like, you don't get that those cheers you didn't have this audio from but that's that's why WWE. I wanted that's why from March of last year to currently currently it's a little different now that there is a little bit more tangible things of whether it's the piped in noise or whatever that's why you needed promos me and Casey mm-hmm. have beaten this subject to death for a year now this is was the time less wrestling more promos to get me to care to watch these two wrestle in front of nobody and not this whole, well, Lillian Garcia, this is what I'm going to like. No, you fucking look straight into that camera and say, you know, whether you're addressing to the fans, the opponent, whatever. Magnum TA always said, you don't look at the camera, you're looking through the camera. To grasp whatever's on the other side of that camera to draw people in. Not, you know, not this whole robotic... Uh, I'm trying to remember that line they gave me. Um, um, how do I make this my own? Like that, dude. You're. It's live. You're on live, te- you're on live television, it's live TV, bud. pal. You know you got to make it work. Yeah. And they, I saw a clip, and I think I shared that in the room. There was a clip of a Samoa Joe clip where I do hate this, this freaking recipe that they did for a while, which was. Guy starts in ring, he talks for 30 seconds, guy music hits, and he's talking, coming down to the ring. And then all of a sudden, the third guy comes down to the ring, blah, blah, blah. And then the next the guy ring, comes down. I know, and then the ring starts filling up. It's like Mustafa Ali, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, blah, blah, blah. 
and Samoa Joe comes out and just paint brushes, verbally paint brushes everybody. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. like put your mm. sorry ass to sleep. He he maybe a little a little bit of a low blow, I don't care, but he took that jab at Jeff Hardy and goes like, try walking in a straight line, son, then you can start talking to me. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. From every from every name that was listed, Joe, if he not if he wasn't allowed to be cleared for wrestling, let him be a trainer. Have him keep him in house so you can teach these guys how the fuck it's supposed to be done. Don't let him walk. Now, unless it comes out that he requested it, I have no problem with it. If he still wants to work, the guy can still work. Mm-hmm. One of the groups I was in bitched about that release. They're saying like, but Rey Mysterio and Dominic are still have a job. I'm like, Rey Mysterio have Dominic have had more matches recently than Samoa Joe has in two years. You know, I thought they were going to start. Do, I thought they were going to do like a thing with Samoa Joe. Like it was like at the tail end of 2019 that you know the whole thing with um, Seth Rollins and like the AOP when they took him when they yes! when AOP like power bombed it because yes! I was there. I was there for that Monday Night Raw. I go, yes, they're finally bringing Joe off a of commentary. They're going to have, finally have to get back in the ring. But they did nothing with that. No, it wrote itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're. You're you're a has been, buddy. You you've been succumbed to the to the boot. You're a puss. You're a puss. And you keep poking the bear till he's like, screw this. I'm taking the headphones off and I'm getting in the ring. It wrote itself, and they did nothing with it. He did get nothing. the stink on of him being injury prone, and this is even yeah. dating back to to TNA. And he kind of mm-hmm. went through that. He went through that you know ebb and flow thing. But I'm like, I'm I'm always gonna have a spot for a guy like that. And just in our last episode, you had mentioned, or one of our episodes, you had mentioned about him doing something with Roman Reigns. They were going to. He mm-hmm. came out, they came out, and he came out and uh, verbally abused him and says, like, I'm going to put your ass to sleep. And the next night, he, the next time he was on SmackDown. Yeah. So they, great promo and like, all right, good. SmackDown it is. I'm going to work with the top guy now? What the, what the fuck? Yeah, because that was the time when they were like, uh, when Roman was like, you ain't no Samoa Joe to me or something like that. I remember that because I was so hyped for that. I'm like, like, that's going to be, that's going to be a barn burner. But, and uh, and then again, like, I, there's things they could have done with Bo. I think I said he saw the writing on the wall and I'm there. Yes, no, I'm not the biggest Billy Kay fan. I do like Peyton Royce. Here's the problem. Them together worked. If you had nothing for them as singles, why did you break them up? Yeah, see, you know, like we were talking about with our WrestleMania review, it's like, why did they, why did you have, uh, no, it wasn't Billy Kay. It was, was it Billy Kay or Peyton Royce? I can't remember. It was in a tag match. Yeah, why did they have Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, you know, bring back the Iconics? I tell you what, I think they're going to go to the same place together. They're going to they're be tag teams again. Well, and I Keep them as the iconics, but get get rid of the that because they have like two eyes in their name. Just call it. Just only have one eye in their name. <laughs> that that'd be that'd be great. That's, how they, that's how they got the the workaround with Taz. Two Z's and ECW. Then they tripped it down to one. <laughs> like like the because uh, what, what that, that could help out AEW. That could help out AEW's women division. <clears throat> like, yeah, what, what got me though was you know they broke them up which was stupid when I saw it. And then, like you said, you saw that you didn't have anything. 
you can put them back together. Because my thing was, they they did that with the riot squad. They did that with the riot squad, and I care far less about the riot squad and than the, I ever did about the iconic. And the iconics would have been massive baby faces. Yeah, they were annoying, but you separated them. No, no, we didn't want to see them go away. Yes, they're back together again. Wrote itself. <clears throat> well, because they really didn't like. Nobody turned on the other, did they? It wasn't like no. a bad. It was. Like, a, it was. It they was broke the them draft. up. It was the yeah. draft. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I mean, I was going to talk about the promos like half an hour ago. Well, you better butt in and, and start well, talking. Tell, well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> but like y'all just y'all just talk. I'm just I'm here. Hey, I I had to wait till uh, my time was 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 ready. Okay, jeez. Your time is up. My time is now. Your time is you never. Don't yeah. get nothing. <laughs> you get zero time. Zero. Yes. You get yes, less. Time. Yes. You get less time than. <laughs> Than Frosty McWendy's over there. <laughs> oh God! Um, if we didn't want the food, yeah. we wouldn't have ordered it. You stupid, ugly bitch. you know, using that time for promos and stuff, which is what they should have done. Uh, and get them to. It, you kind of need fans for this, but you know. As soon as stuff starts to get back to normal, um, and if they have house shows again, I'm hoping they do at some point have house shows again. That is where you need to have these guys go out and cut promos in front of a crowd. Because it's not going on national TV, so if they fuck up, okay. But it gets them to be able to work in front of a crowd and be able to react to the crowd and you know um perfect example i'm I'm, I'm put myself over because i can do that (laughs) Uh, but no they adam you were watching uh one of my promos uh at at a show and so you know somebody from the crowd you know said something uh like because our the mic wasn't working well talk louder shut up yeah automatically you know you have to be able to you know and it's 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 something as as simple as that you know if you're a heel shut up or you know i have the microphone i'm louder than you will ever be like something simple it doesn't have to be anything too complex with these guys you grabbed him by the throat and then pulled him him back in he goes like well if you can't hear you gotta lean into it more sir attention and, and they need that that time to be able to learn to react to them, not in front of a full you know arena, but in full in front of you know a a, a small DFW sized place or wherever they used to do house shows because uh, they used to do some small really small house shows and stuff like that. But you you get to know how the how the crowd in general will react. You know, if it goes downhill, you learn how to, you know, change it up. You, you learn how to listen to them. You know, is this getting over? No, I need to change it. I need to do something. I need to. And it, and it helps you because one of the main things that I have an issue with watching promos is 
You need to make me believe what you're saying. Make me believe that you want to destroy your opponent or you hate each other or whatever. Because if I'm not hooked within 30 seconds, you didn't hook me. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm looking on my phone. I'm, you know, I'm talking to, if it's that, if it's at a live show, I'm talking to the person next to me. I'm going to the concession stand. I'm doing something because you didn't, you didn't make me believe you didn't hook me. Um, and, and I, I think guys need practice doing that in front of a crowd. Some of these guys, like we said, some of these guys didn't come from the Indies. Some of them were, you know, athletes that came to the performance center, so they don't have that experience. And especially them, they need that experience to learn how to work in front of a crowd. And if they can't, crazy idea. Give them a manager. This Sorry. is why they. This is why they should have never. They should have never gotten rid of OBW. Or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Johnny Ace should have never taken over OVW. <laughs> well, and also that got, them, that got them the taste of being in front of the live crowd, not the WWF style, but just yeah. getting. If it, I don't care if it's a hundred people, you're getting a taste of it. Then you build up to. That would be the equivalent of the the, the number twos in the football Ooh. team. You're that close. You're that close. Well, it, it's it's almost better to learn in front of that indie crowd, that unpredictable indie crowd, because all in all, WWE crowds are pretty much the same. You can tell, you know, how they're going to react. You know there's going to be a what chant. You know there's going to be this, that. There's going to be a CM Punk chant. There's going to be all this stuff. You kind of know, but you want to learn in front of the rowdy crowd that you, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what they're going to chant. You don't know what they're going to boo at. You don't know what they're going to pop at. Because indie crowds are a completely different breed. Um, but also, you know, again, with the releases, a lot of these guys, you can give them other roles. If you don't have anything for them in ring or as a wrestler, Joe, make him a trainer, like you said. Or, you know, somebody that's good on the mic, make them a manager. Give them some sort of other role until you find something for them to do, you know? You don't necessarily have to always release these guys. You can find other things for them to do. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about the uh, main event for WrestleMania 37, and one thing, as we, I guess, pivot here anyway, I've been hearing a lot of people frustrated that Bianca Belair showed emotion at the end of the match. I heard this going for her and talk about it. Her Kevin Nance talked about it. Her Jim Cornette talked about it. And Jim Cornette talked about it in terms of um, what did he say? What did he say? Let me interrupt really quick. Is this why we still want to punch him in the face until he bleeds? Yes. Um, but Disco is saying if two fighters are going against each other, it doesn't make sense. But this is different. This is not two fighters going against each other. That's the, that's the like that's a part of the story is the emotion of the moment. Um, Jim Cornette, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get it back in my head to what he was saying, but before he even got to his dissertation about this 
being shouldn't have been the main event because it was women. He he essentially <clears throat> he essentially said it's come to this. That that's that you know, that's you know that's where he was his surmise, and it, it wasn't the work, and that's the, and that's the thing with it that drives me nuts about people that 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 bash on Cornet. I'm like, actually listen to what he's saying. Now again, he is he is very shock jockish. He's no different than Cowherd. He's no different than than a Jim Rome or anything like that. You tap, he's going to tap into something, and when you get that amount of feedback on said topic, he's going to keep driving that. He's still going to keep driving that, that, driving that you know topic home. And I don't, I did not agree at all with what he was saying on that. But it was just, it, it, but it was. Oh it was just, no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! He basically said that you shouldn't show emotion because it's not real. He basically said that. He because he said he said his focus was on the money. He he said if 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 his guys would have won the title, he would he would have been he would have been emotional but happy because because of the money. He's upset that people actually care about what they're doing, which is right. opposite of what he actually says because that's what he wants. He wants people to care about like that's the thing. What he's saying is hypocritical. What he's saying well, is completely opposite of what he actually believes. Right. Well, and and you would think you, you Cornette said that, right? Mm-hmm. You would think with all the years that he's been in the business, he would understand, because it doesn't matter if you're you know in your local you know uh, wrestling school run promotion or. A- AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE. If you get a title, first of all, it's a huge honor because that's that is that company trusting you with that title. That is that company saying you're our guy or girl. You're the one we want, you know, to be the face of you know whatever division. So of course, right there, it's going to be emotional. But especially if you get to the <laughs> WWE and been a fan since you were a kid and I, I i i don't know if bianca's been a fan since she was a kid yeah. but still all the work that she's put into it you're gonna be emotional well and my my thing is too like it's not my thing is she didn't break character by being emotional it's right alongside her character now when raquel won and she was emotional Yes, I can understand people being frustrated by that because she is a heel. She should just hold the title up and get emotional after she walks through the curtain. Yes, I'm completely fine with that. But Bianca, who's the face, who's the – she's trying to be the – she's she's the EST. She's trying to become the VE. And you're on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. Like, you need to be emotional there. Like, I don't understand. I got to go back. I got li- to go back and listen to the whole thing because – as soon as he, <clears throat> as soon as he said it's come to this, I kind of tuned out because I was like, mm-hmm. "Ain't nothing, ain't well, nothing that's gonna that, that's gonna say that's gonna be polishing." Other than the not, it wasn't disingenuous. He goes, "They did nothing in the match that was a was offensive. They took it seriously, you know, like da da, you know, da 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 da." But I had already kind of halfway tuned out. But I'm like, this was the fucking maybe. Best or second best match of the entire weekend. 
Well, and also you go back and you know Shawn Michaels, whether he was a, a face or a heel, was always that cocky, you know, arrogant character or gimmick, whatever. He still basically cried when he won his first WWE championship. So why is it okay for him to show emotion? But when she shows him, no, you can't do that. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Right. And again, a lot of it, a lot of it too is, again, I would say that is... That's it. That was 70% what he actually fell and 30% of him taking it to the people that yeah. fight him on his views on women's wrestling. Um, Justin, what, what, you got any thoughts on that? I mean, you guys basically said, basically summed it up really good. I mean, I don't agree with the points he, the points he said. Justin doesn't need to be here. We already got the points. <laughs> oh, no, I said it. Well, I said it. I said it at when we did the review, they closed the show because uh-huh. they were that fucking good. Yes. The, the attraction and the draw was there. Mm-hmm. Sasha finally, I mean, this is, this is the, like, the one thing I will say again to be that they didn't drive home that Sasha was a heel. Because mm-hmm. what I want, what I want in Sasha Banks is that NXT Brooklyn, Sasha Banks against Bailey. The vicious, yes. vicious bitch. She's stomping on her on her hurt, injured hand, all that stuff. Even in the Iron Man match, when she fucked through Bailey into the LED board, goes back into the ring, is looking at the Bailey fan, looking at the crowd. That is it, yeah. This shit. I'm like, that's what I want. So again, it was just, it was just for the whole, whole meaning of like, it's like I don't, I don't believe these women. It's just more. Like, it's it's because. She looks and goes, "Oh, I, you know, I finally made it. This has always been my dream." Instead of really cinching onto that one thing that will get me to watch this match. But again, she loved. He loved the Rhea Ripley Charlotte match. But he goes, "I would have never put that last, unless, unless it was, you know, uh, uh, Rhea, Rhea and, and Becky, or Rhea and Ronda, something like that, or Charlotte and Ronda." Wait, we were play Charlotte. Did you mean the match from last year? The main match from, from last, last year? year. He said he he loved that match. He said at the time he said I would I would have never never put that last. But given the circumstances, there were no fans. Da 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 da. He goes, that would have been suicide because if the match was as good, you just killed Rhea. But putting it, you know, I think that was the. Was that the main or semi-main of night one? I think whatever, it was a semi-main of night was. one. Right, yeah. right. So, no, again, like, in his, and, and then today I was listening to a show from yesterday. He did, he did kind of, you know, step it back a little bit. He goes, like, I did not give them the proper, the proper praise, but he did use his inverted excuse of, I was pissed off at the time because it was this this match fell victim to the other any other things that I was pissed off about. And I took it out on that match. But you go through his catalog of his views on women's wrestling the last couple of years, whatever, though, it kind of doesn't really polish it off. So, but, but I, like I said, they closed the show because they were that good. It's no different mm-hmm. than talking about why Nitro beat Raw for 83, 83 straight weeks because Nitro was the better fucking show. That match was the best 
match of that night, arguably of the weekend of the two nights. Um, real quick, mm-hmm. for like a, a last point, I do want to talk a little bit about the A&E biography series. I kind of want to just read off some of the, some of the, because uh, I have a list of, of guys who's on it. Um, who they're going to be, you know, documenting, which I think is cool. Um, so, of course, Steve Austin, I don't, and I don't, I'm not sure if these are in order in terms of, like, so next week will be Roddy Piper or not. I'm not sure. Yeah, next but, week uh, is Roddy Piper. Yeah, these are probably in order. Um, so it's an eight-part series on a um, Sunday at Sunday's at uh, 8, I think it is, 8 Eastern. Um, so Stone Cold was first, so that started tonight. Roddy Piper, Macho Man. Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, Ultimate Warrior, and uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for all of them. I was going to be like, which one are you most excited for? And I don't, I'm kind of excited for Booker T. I've, I've seen Booker T documentaries in the past. Um, and I think Booker T is one of those guys who doesn't get as much love as I think he deserves. Like, you know, he wasn't that guy who was like this, like he, he was a larger than life like star, but he wasn't. You know, to the level of an Austin or or, or Rock or something, but but he, but he, I think he always kind of had that potential. Uh, you know, he, of course they, they missed some things with, with him, even in WWE, they missed some things with him. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see what where they where they go with, with, with that one. Um, of course, Roddy's I'm, I'm excited about. Uh, I mean, Foley. I mean, even with Warrior, I'm excited about all of them because I kind of want to hear what what people say about Warrior. Um, mm-hmm. Bringing the self destruction of Ultimate Warrior and all the little kind of. Was that that was terrible? That self destruction Ultimate Warrior documentary, like that made oh. like. I'm happy that what's that other documentary that they came with that came out with like a few years ago? Yeah, for it Ultimate was, it Warrior. was again. It was right after. It was right after he died. Um, that they they kind of they kind of did a a, a redo of that because of the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior now. Depending on who you believe and, and how whatever your viewpoint is, the self-destruction they always said was a hit job and this, that, and the other, and you know, and blah blah blah. But in talking with everybody, there wasn't a lot of positive feedback. But it also I think it had to deal with who they were talking to. But beyond that, there's not a lot of glowing praise for him as a human being, as Jim Helwig. Ultimate War is one of the most over characters that they've ever had. You cannot deny that. But in that documentary, I will say this. They have to tap into his controversial statements off camera and how he had a bad falling out with the company the three the the uh, three times he came back. You have, you to, have to address a, that. Yeah, there needs to be a dark side of the ring on him, I think. There is. Some, uh, there is, is a dark side? Yeah, I think that oh. on, on this, this season, it's Okay. Uh, Pillman, Pillman, Nick Cage, Grizzly Smith, which is going to be uncomfortable. I'm, I'm prepared, but I'm not prepared for that. Uh, Warrior and uh, Dynamite. Okay. Dynamite yeah. Kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Grizzly, I'm, I'm Smith, Grizzly Smith was a piece of shit. I will just say that right now. Grizzly Smith was a raging piece of shit. There's a reason why Jake is the way he is. You could still change, make better life choices. But Grizzly is the focal point of it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for for all. Of it. Is is anybody like excited about one more, more than the other, or any one that that peaks out to you? Booker. 
Booker because I've not heard nothing, I've, which is a, a pleasant thing. I've heard a little bit on Roddy, which I'm excited for because there's some certain aspects that I don't know about Roddy. Booker T, other than his criminal record, which is not, which is not a, you know an indictment thing, he's told his side of the story. He was justified. Well, mm-hmm. make that too. But in terms of the actual guy, the actual man from Texas, I know nothing about. That's going to be a pleasant, a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I think the one that I'm looking most forward to is the Shawn Michaels one because he's my favorite wrestler of all times and. You know, there's still some things, you know, I know a lot of things about him as a wrestler and stuff, but him, him as more of like a, you know, human being and stuff, I want to learn more about that with Shawn Michaels. Did you ever watch, um, what was that documentary that we came out with? Did you watch that? What was it called? I can't think um, of the name of it. W- but I, like, uh, w- uh, w- the WWE Michaels yeah. documentary. Oh, I think I know, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but, but, but I, I but have WWE. It. Documentary yeah. on Shawn Michaels. It was called Heartbreak and Triumph. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I have I have that on DVD, but like they gave they gave me like the one disc set of that. I like, so I didn't get the three disc version of that, but I got the I, three disker. Yeah. Um, and also I'm I'm looking really forward to the Ultimate War one. You know, just to see what people say about him and stuff, and you know, after his passing and stuff, because you know that was one of the. Because that was back in 2014, you know, the night after Mania, like he was doing the promo in the ring, and like he was talking about like death and stuff, and like the next day, like that kind of broke me a little bit. Like even though I never like really had like much connection with Warrior and stuff, but like Warrior, like he drew so many people. Like he, so I, I want to know more stuff about Warrior and okay. see. Yeah, exactly. The ding, and they get to go d- dive into him being the Dingo Warrior with Sting back in you know in in Mid South, and mm-hmm. how um, I can't think of his name because uh, he he did he he trained a lot of guys that were quote the body guys. Um, Brad Riggins, that's who it is. Brad, Brad Riggins, because I think he got him those guys, Cena. Maybe Brock, maybe Brock in terms of putting the germ of possibly being a, a pro wrestler. I mean, Jerry Briscoe discovered him, but um, but mm-hmm. yeah. But like I said, and I know it's A and E, especially now since if all these episodes are going to be two hours, you have to. Die. I'm not saying you have to completely pull back the curtain because there's Dark Side of the Rings episodes that they didn't they didn't stick the landing. They dropped the ball on the Jimmy Snuka episode. I love it. But like they, they they made the point that that yes, Snuka was the the deciding factor in Nancy Argentino's death. But they didn't say that like he definitively did this did the act. But because in the uh, um, Mushnick, the guy that's really got the backlog of that whole story, they hardly talked to him. He was like sprinkled in a few scenes. I'm like, he has this whole goddamn catalog about that case, and they did not. Have, they talked to the reporters that brought back up the case uh, from Pennsylvania. They had it underneath their nose this entire time, but you know, shit, you know, shit like that. In the Dynamite episode, the Grizzly episode, the <clears throat> Warrior episode, you gotta, you gotta push those boundaries. You gotta 
push those buttons of thank God, thank God that Warrior and the company kind of mended fences. I mean, they have a goddamn award named after him now. And Dana comes out and does a great speech, and it's a fabulous, fabulous marriage. You know, kind of like the Jimmy V award for the ESPYs. But you have to dive into this is what happened that led up to them many fences because th- there was there again there is not a glare a lot of glaring <clears throat> glaring positive things about Jim Helwig the guy Jim Ross God bless him buries him every chance he gets on his podcast said he was a pain in the ass he he nose up looked down on people whatever though and thought he was hot shit which is another reason why Meltzer drives me nuts when it comes to covering wrestlers. Ultimate Warrior was a high draw before he became a main eventer. He was a high draw for the company. But Meltzer openly acknowledged that he was the worst in-ring wrestler in the world. And he was. But but the beauty of it is McMahon had great promotion knowledge that, that elevated him. So... I can't. I can't wait for those episodes. I just hope that they do it right. Mm, I agree. I agree. And like, it kind of gave me the last, uh, the last dance vibes a little bit. Like the way they shot things. The DJ was saying it too, and I was like, you know, when I saw, you know, Stone Cold sitting in the chair and stuff, I was like, you know what, this does kind of give me some last dance vibes. I mean, it's not, not as much as like the last ride gets because that was the, like that was basically, you know, that was basically. You know, shots at you know the last dance and stuff. Because you know how many how many episodes did they do with like the last ride? Was it eight episodes? Five. It was five. Yeah, but still, you know, and you know it was on their own network and stuff. But. Yeah, again, it was definitely definitely borrowed. But like I and I think I was telling you guys this before we hit record. They that type of style has been done for a while now. It's just the lat the guys that did it's George. You gotta go all the way. They did it the best to mm-hmm. highlight him, you know. So, and again, the more I think about it, you know, especially when they had, when they were talking with Steve inside of his house, it did have that where they would, they would go to the side far away and then do the close-ups. You know, it, it did have that, did have that, that ESPN last dance ride, you know, last, last dance vibe to it. Last dance ride? Uh, last dance ride. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the next thing we're going to do is, uh, uh, or I don't know, I can't remember. I, I've mentioned it to some of you. I don't even remember if I mentioned it to Casey. <laughs> but I think we were going to talk about the Jericho uh, podcast with Austin. I think yes. we wanted to talk about that. I don't remember if I even said that to Casey. But uh. But it, it, as for the like the documentaries, I, I there's still a bunch of the Dark Side of the Rings that I still want to sit down and watch that I just haven't gotten to. But I, for me, I like and prefer documentaries that aren't made by WWE. I like the like the third party or whatever, however you want to say it documentaries because. WWE documentaries are great, don't get me wrong, but they tell you what they want you to hear. They're not going to tell you, you know, the the truth of everything. They're not going to tell you the hard-hitting stuff. 
They're going to tell you what makes WWE look good. Whether it's the truth or not, they're going to tell you what WWE looks, you know. That's why I like the Dark Side of the Ring so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, what's uh, even and, better, <clears throat> better on Dark Side of the Ring is that every single every single episode to the point is a is a human story even besides besides the subject at hand it is always centralized on the people that were affected by this dino bravo and his family nancy argentino's uh sisters um benoit vicky chavo chris and, and, and everybody seems like it's people like that you're not used to hearing from correct uh, mm-hmm. especially going back to benoit because of course you know everybody's seen every story every documentary that there's ever been every uh you know every little thing but like i'm i never i don't ever remember hearing from vicky i think she even said that was the first time she spoke on it uh on him or at least was in, in a while at least what was yeah. in that documentary so um yeah i mean I, like, like i said I, I i love documentaries and um dark side of the ring is, is definitely one of my favorites they need to give them each episode two hours yeah because there's so yeah. much things that they have to compress to meet that that 45 minute time frame but like right. th- there's a reason why the benoit the pillman episode is two hours there's so much there's so much depth to to him as a human even even to the point you could do a one full hour of that episode just between the years of 96 up to his death of him working, working the boys, getting three, getting three paychecks from every single company, asking, getting a, a legal release from WCW, showing up in ECW, and at the same time negotiating with Vince for a contract. He is the most genius modern day mind up until his death. You know, again, that's what, 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any final thoughts, anyone? It'll be a weekly discussion. Weekly. Well, no, it's a, well, well, not only that, you mentioned Dark Side of the Ring. Like I said, I would love to do a retrospective of the past Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Not every single one, but I would say there's about four or five core popular episodes. Right. Benoit, Benoit Owen, and we'll see what happens with the new season, but Benoit Owen, Bruiser Brody... Mm, maybe snook up but like i said they dropped the ball on that whatever though they they didn't really go go any deeper about the savage story that nobody already knew other than hearing luger's side of the of the story you know kind of being out there for the first i still gotta watch that one i don't think i ever got a chance to watch that one somehow i think think that's the very the, the, the very first episode and again it's fine but it's like a darker version of the WWE's version. Right. And and they talk to Linda, and I just can't stand to look at her. She's just... Yeah, she, she's a trip. But it just in terms of, like, the Owen episode especially. Didn't go on and on all day about that. And Benoit. I mean, me and Casey have had... We've, we've cross-examined... Your Honor... I'd like to address this to my client. I mean, like, like, as I am fascinated by that story, just with the simple, again, of that, that three-day stretch, because 
face value, he probably did it. But there are certain elements of that case that does not make sense that I can't definitively say he did it. Well, and, and also, you know, we, we can obviously talk about this in the retrospective whenever we do that. Uh, and and it, it, it might end up being a two-part retrospective because, you know, how we, we have no idea how long we'll talk about it. But I'm wondering, you know, first of all, I don't know if we'll ever find out what, tr- what really happened or the truth about things. But if we do, if something happens and we do, will that really change how people look at, at uh, Benoit? Like, if it comes out and there's proof, without a shadow of a doubt that he didn't do it and that something else happened are people too far gone now on the hatred for chris benoit to see oh you know to see the other side is you're, you're guilty until proven innocent yeah but yeah but some people but even but even some people um some people say that you know, again like the i watched that whole documentary series about OJ. Fascinating. That's one of the best made documentaries I've ever seen made in America. Do I think do I think he's guilty? Be damn right. I think he's guilty. But how the cops, the forensic people and all that shit, how they went about it, the credibility was was in question. But that and if they gave the smidge of doubt, which all it took once they attack that, hell yeah, he should have been acquitted, because they they broke the chain of protocol on how to cover up a case. But Casey, to your point, I would like to think that if people had an, an objective, open mind about that, if here's five here's five definitive, indisputable things that causes. Chris Benoit's, I shouldn't say innocence, because again, it, it was, it's still a you know tragic thing. I will say that if it actually comes out that it was not from his hands, maybe, but there still could be people that were just saying like, you know, no, no way he did it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Some people do have their mind made up about that weekend, but I can yeah. say well, some people little, are going to have their mind made up here and there. from the very beginning. You know, right. like, like even before they knew, like, and, and I try to think of the the and 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 this isn't condoning anything by any stretch of the imagination, no, correct? But thinking mindset, if he really was not, if it was not him mentally, you know, it's it's for me, it's a gray area because yes, he if that's the case, yes, he did it, but mm-hmm. I you know. If it wasn't had, it's like brain like he wasn't thinking exactly brain. exactly if it, you know mentally uh like like i said uh, you know uh adam and i have had discussions about this and for example you know a lot of our grandparents have like alzheimer's or you know any anything like that it's them but they're not with it they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. you know um that does that necessarily make them a bad person if they do something bad you know uh if you're if your grandparents are you know out of it and 
Uh, like my grand my grandmother used to turn on the stove and then walk away because she forgot what she was doing or didn't know what she was doing. If that caught the house on fire, is that her fault? Or is it, you know, with her not being, you know, mentally there, it, it's I, I kind of look at it that way because again, I'm not trying to be like, oh well, I, I don't want him to have done it, but because I obviously I don't, but I don't want to make trying to seem like I'm making excuses. I'm just trying to see every possible angle of everything, which I think a lot of people aren't doing. Yes, and mm-hmm. that's you just said it on the head. What we're trying to do, we're trying to understand every every side of the spectrum. Was this the act of a madman that snapped on his family, or was this a mentally, mentally and physically drained? abused human being because one thing that is irrefutable not disputable at all eddie's death ruined him it destroyed him yes there was there was something out there not to mention the other thing that i bill after of all people brought this up he said when there is a tension and problems between the parents one will just leave they never, they never kill the kid. That's that's the one. They made it like they said that he was that he was this abusive father. It came out that he's just all of a sudden this abusive father to Daniel. He, what every human being on that episode said, he loved, he loved Daniel. You, you could see it in the whole movies. He loved that boy, but that that was not him. You had mentioned old people. They, their situation would turn into the play. They would go into a store and then just start taking off their clothes. Irrational behavior. This was a this was a a 40, 42, 43 year old guy in great shape that had the that had the the brain of an eighty year old Alzheimer's patient. And the other thing that is irrefutable, not disputable, because this was from Chris Dewitsky. Anybody that examined his brain said this was to the SCTE. No way, no way, shape, or form, roid rage. None at all. This was full fledged CTE in the area of his brain that affected mo- emotional behavior. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, th- right there for me, that's like that's like eighty percent for for me. I can't say mm-hmm. definitively a hundred percent, but. That's, you know, and also, you know, I still feel bad for uh, his son, David. Oh, because to this day, David will still say that his dad is his hero. And he wanted to get it. He wanted to do what his dad did. And unfortunately, I think in a lot of situations, he was blackballed from the business for something that his dad potentially did or is a society yeah and it's like how how can you do that to some you know to someone's kid like proxy that's why that's why i was hoping uh like jericho would help him you know in some way because jericho was on the documentary and was you know talking with him you know, if he wanted to, to work, I, I would hope he would help him because, you know, why why should he be punished for something that he had no control over? 
You know. The other, yeah. The other thing that I wish it would have, and this was by choice, they threw it in there just because I, I wish they would have drove it home more of why they didn't hear from Kevin Sullivan, which is the other miss that they did. But he said, I'm not going to talk about this unless I get the okay from Nancy's parents. Because I love and respect them too much to just outward. And not to mention it's lose-lose in his situation. He's either talking, talking, could be talking bad about people that can't be here to defend themselves. Or he's trying to take the heat off himself. So it's like, no matter what he does, he's he doesn't have a he didn't have leg up at all in this situation. And Johnny Grunge, um, yeah, Johnny Grunge. There's a few other people that are no longer here to give that other perspective. David Pinzer is the only other one that I actually could give somewhat opinion on that last that last couple of years of his life, where he they said he started they started noticing things that something's Something's not right. Something's not right with him. It almost seemed like he had a little bit of paranoia schizophrenia. Because he would never take the same way to... He would never take a a, a certain route to something the same way twice. Because he always felt like somebody was tracking him or something. Again, he was not... And, that was not Chris Benoit up in his head anymore. Well, and like you said, when when Eddie died, something in him broke. Something in him now it, you know it and i i i wish and i of course they do too you know but i wish somebody would have stepped up and you know noticed these things and said hey we need to do something we need to help chris we need to do something and again i i'm sure that they they wish they could go back and do that but it's like man it, 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 and, and now, obviously, you know, because of that, WWE has a lot more, you know, protocol and shit like that. But it's like, why, why couldn't that have been there for Chris? Yeah, it was this. It was this close of happening. He he got in contact with Stewinsky and said, "When it, you know, how many concussions did you have before you quit?" He and Chris said, "I had six. And he asked Chris, or he asked Benoit, "How many did you have?" He goes, "I." I more than I can, more than I can count. And he was going to do a follow-up with them, and they never got a hold of each other again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely something that uh, I think we should tackle because, I, like, that stuff always fascinates me. Not even just the Benoit story, but the Dahmer story. Um, you know, anything like that. I'm, I'm always watching it and, and trying to like understand and, and get a get a feel for how everything you know the the process or everything but um nonetheless um we'll definitely have that coming up for you very soon as well uh next video we probably will do uh, if i'm not mistaken will be probably the uh the broken skull sessions with with Jericho. once we all finish it i don't know who's all finished it i haven't finished it yet but um i finished it yeah so casey and i still gotta finish it so we'll we'll, we'll do that um as always uh <laughs> as, as always, if you want to listen to us, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, also, if you want to watch us and you hate Facebook, go to YouTube. Hate YouTube, go to Facebook. Uh, other than that, um, definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed. Until next time, we'll see you guys on 
Madden X video, whatever that may be. This has been the Instant Country Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, I mean, always the breaking, I mean, an instant classic. <laughs>